Hello to all you survivors out there in the wasteland. We're transmitting from our hermetically sealed bunker beneath the nation's capital, and thank you for joining us on whatever scavenged receiver you've got going today. I'm Evan May, author of The King of Darkness and Bonhomme Satan. And I'm Brandon Crilly, author of various sci-fi and fantasy short stories. Our cozy little bunker is keeping us safe from the world outside, but we also have a lot of time on our hands as we wait for this massively horrific solar flare to pass us by, so we've decided to pass the time by sharing stories. Instead of a campfire, we have an actual large fire that is presumably survivable. And we'll be talking about the stories that we love from the world of science fiction, fantasy, and horror, as well as the tales that come from the creation of stories and the creation of art in general. Today we've invited three of our fellow survivors to share their own ideas, experiences, and interests with us. Here's who will be joining us in the bunker today. My name is Tanya Hoff. I'm a science fiction and fantasy author, and I am old enough to be Brandon's grandmother. I'm Violet Milan. I'm a fantasy writer, and I don't give a damn who really wrote Shakespeare. My name is Marie Billado. I'm an author, a storyteller, and when people aren't looking, I steal their shoes. We're both really looking forward to our conversation today and just as excited that we get to share it with you. Gather round, survivors, and welcome to Broadcasts from the Wasteland. in Germany. Germany's got cons almost every weekend. There's a mystery or crime writing uh, con that that lasts for a week. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, in, in, I think it's in Gijona, but I could be wrong. Um, And it's called uh, Semana Negra, uh, Black Week, because it's, you know... (laughs) Crime, right? Crime. That's very on the nose. Yeah, so there's, like, apparently there's all kinds of stuff. Maybe some of them are a bit more fan expo-ish than they are can-con-ish, but... Exposure is exposure. I think. Really? I think for. You know, I think for a week they'd have to lean oh, more towards. I think they're doing a lot of stuff, but I don't know if you know Jose Latour or if you remember my ever mentioning him, the, the Cuban, the oh, Cuban the, mystery writer who was, who was at. Um, um, yes. Not bloody words. Um, um, uh, scene of the crime. Yes. Yeah. Jose uh, was at Semana Negra uh, when because when he f- fled Cuba. Uh, they went to Spain first, and they oh. they waited in Spain for the to get their Spanish uh, Canadian immigration, because he had uh, he was an economist and uh, had sort of stepped out of favor with the government, oh. and you know things were getting bleaker and bleaker, so um, he was invited to come to this conference. Yeah, when are you starting? Not yet. Do you want, Forever. like, anything? We started. <laughs> yeah, we were just recording. Oh, are it's you recording. It's recording, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, watch, I'm watching the voice <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I was trying to be discreet about it. No, it's fine. Go ahead, Paul. Do you guys want something to uh, munch? Some nice, cr- crispy Cr- crackers or something like that? Cr- crunchy Cr- things? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. 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 Bring up, like, some potato chips, some yeah. celery. Yeah. Yeah. The louder, the better. Yeah. All right. So what happened with Jose is that he got invited to go to this con in Spain. And he said to them, would you write a letter of invitation to my wife? Because you're not allowed to leave the country in Cuba then. Obviously, things right. are different now. Right. Yeah. But then, you couldn't just go on holiday somewhere. You had to be invited by somebody in that foreign country. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. okay. 
the whole communist mystique, if you will. Mm -hmm. So they said, yeah, absolutely, no problem. We'll send a letter of invitation to your wife. So they left carrying, like, carry-on bags. They left everything behind. Because they couldn't pack as though they were leaving the country. Right. Right? They had to pack, and they couldn't tell their neighbors, and they couldn't tell their friends. Because all of them would have then been, because they would have come in and interrogated them afterwards, and they needed to be able to say that, no, we didn't know anything. Wow. So then he had been, because he was an economist, he had... Uh, you know, he knew a lot about things that were happening outside of Cuba, obviously. And he'd done a, a, quite a bit of investigation yeah. and research as to what country do I want to live in. And, of course, that's easier for him to do when they were in Spain. The Spanish government allowed them to stay while they got their feet under them. Right. Was and it still Franco on it? No. Oh, it was post-Franco, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, if it was Franco, he'd still be there. <laughs> no. Franco would say, oh, sure, come on in. No, no, you're not leaving now. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, go from a communist country to a fascist country? No, no. Well, it didn't no. seem terribly yeah. practical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jose was not going to do that. But he's going from Cuba to Canada, which has well, its own sort of impracticalities. What he said, right what he said was that, um, you know, he had some sort of distant relatives in the States, so he might have gone there. He could have stayed in Spain. You know, he could have done this. He could have done that. But he chose Canada because he said, with all with faults that it has, it is still the best place in the world to live. He said, first of all, not to be overlooked, universal health care. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and he said, there is, there is culture and there is freedom to pursue it. Mm. So you want to write a novel? Of, you want to write anything criticizing the government? Go. Yeah. Do it. You know, but I mean, he was, he was writing crime fiction and he actually would get, uh, um, there was three books, I think, Two at least, and possibly three, that they that he couldn't get published because the police in the book screwed up. Oh, oh wow! That so, never happens. Yeah. No. So and you're, you know, and that is like you're trying to undermine people's confidence in the legal system. Right. So we can't right. yeah. we can't allow this to be published. Wow. So and so he was having them published outside of the country like by American publishers, but he wasn't allowed to collect any money. Hmm. So they were, his royalties were sitting in New York. Okay, so do you know, like, did he get them eventually? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. He got them once he was out of Cuba, because he had an agent, and the agent was right, holding on to yeah. the money for him. But, like, he wasn't <laughs> wow. allowed to receive it. Like, the government would have taken, you know, their cut, right. which probably would have been something like 85%. So, yeah. you know, like you're, you're not allowed to make money outside of the country. Oh, that puts the 30% that France takes away <laughs> in perspective. It does, doesn't it? It does. It, it does. Is it really 30%? Well, it is if you don't ha- get the government to fill out one of those, um, this person pays taxes in Canada. Oh, yeah. The right. only trouble is right now is this, the CRA has cut back so many people in trying to put things onto the website. It takes, it took me 18 months for the for the paperwork to go through Oh my God. The, the system wow. to come back to me to say that I pay taxes in Canada. And I'm quite sure if I hadn't paid taxes, it would have been a lot faster. Probably, yeah. But yeah, my, <laughs> my French agent was now sitting on enough money to make it worth my while to actually <laughs> start poking. But yeah, 18 months. Wow. So what you're saying is don't pay taxes. Don't pay taxes. Okay. Yeah, they'll, okay. they'll, then the CRA will pay attention to you. On the other hand, you won't get your money from your agent in France. So, right. so you know, six of one half doesn't the other. That's funny, though, because I got a call from the CRA this week. <laughs> reasons. I got Are we going to cut this part out? <laughs> I got a call from the CRA. Okay. <laughs> uh, not bad reasons. But when they call you, it rings. 
So they don't even call you right away. Like, you got to wait for them to pick up still. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, you get a call. Because they've only got one poor person sitting there with all the phones. I, I imagine I imagine this old old switchboard. Please hold. Yeah, right, yeah. basically. That's what it felt like. I'm like, why am I still waiting for you, Ciara? You called you call me. me. <laughs> so I was on hold for like 10 minutes. Oh, <laughs> and they man. called me. But, yeah, the trick is to be super chipper when they uh, when they answer. and then <laughs> Oh, then they're, they're so used to people being angry they at them. They don't understand. Yeah, yeah yes. they don't yeah. get it. Well, they, they almost don't know how to deal with you. Because, of course, I had to go through the whole thing with the HST. Remember, I, I mm-hmm. had that three or four years ago. And they, are, as you say, they're so used to dealing with people who are absolutely <laughs> livid that if you're not, they don't know what to do with you. Yeah, it's like they're, they're waiting for the, yeah. you know, for the axe yeah. to fall, and you're just going, no, no, no seriously. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to get this question answered. That's all I need. Yeah. I just need this piece of information. Of course I'll hold. No problem. Put, give yeah. me your supervisor. I'd love to speak to her. <laughs> oh, wait, it's, it's not a her? Well, I'll speak what? to him anyway. Ah, yeah. I just violent oh, red wine. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. You may want to pause. <laughs> I spilled red wine. Sorry. Oh. All right. Marie switches oh. to white. <laughs> she uh. made me laugh. It's her fault. Marie just spilled what, red wine on And our floors were all really Ooh, tilted. Yeah. Oh, we, and yeah. somebody like, kicked over a cup of tea it and it kind of went <gasps> under the sofa. Oh. And I just went, leave it. Leave it. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, it's at the wall by now. We'll yeah. have to move the sofa. Too late. Yeah, too late. <laughs> like, let Absolutely. it go. Absolutely. <laughs> Just leave it. Uh, Let it go. Hopefully, we'll remember to get it later. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Okay. Or you'll smell it in a few years. Yeah. Okay, so what were we talking we about? We had four cats. cats. Probably remember. not. <laughs> I, I can't remember. It was Cuba, and then it went out. Uh, oh, okay. you know, one thing I did want to say was I looked at, because um, Worldcon's in, in Dublin oh, next yeah, year, mm-hmm. right? right. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, really. So, I, you That's know, I look it up. And obviously, I've missed the opportunity for the uh, for the early registration, yeah. where you save yourself a few bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm looking at the red, like the the registrations over three hundred dollars per person. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we, we don't wow. have it. No. Now is it three hundred US or? Uh, it's it's in it's in it's in euros. Yeah. Okay. And so it converting it into Canadian money. Okay. It was three hundred and ten dollars. Okay. So it could easily be one hundred and fifty by the time you have to buy some if you're buying it in Canadian because our dollars in the toilet right now. You know, and the the difficulty is, of course, that we we would pay for both of us. It's Mm. not just. I can't go by myself. Yeah, no, for sure. So, and then, even from Spain, we, we have to pay uh, air, some kind of airfare. It'll yeah. be nothing mm-hmm. compared to what we pay from here. But It'd be like still, 100 euros. Yeah. Not yeah. much yeah. more than that. Probably for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> but we as still a, have to pay for the hotel. To, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And we still have to eat. Yeah. So, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> well, at least two meals we will get for free. No. <laughs> actually, four. We'll get two dinners and two either lunches or breakfasts. Because Joshua will will take us out for one for or one the, other, or the other, and, and Sheila, Sheila will take yeah. us out for one or the other. Right. So some of the meals are covered, and, but you know we can't always con other people to pay for you. Uh, meals. You know you can try. You can try. Yeah. You can try, but you can't count on it. Yes, that's true. Can't count on it. You have to be ready to pay. So <laughs> so <laughs> life philosophy. Yes, you know. Well, thanks. I'm just having water. And I've the got thing it. Is okay. That, <laughs> oh. like, I'd have to. I'd have to send them the six hundred dollars now, now. Yeah. and I don't have it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I, I can't afford to put out six hundred dollars now yeah. because that's six hundred dollars that I might need to pay the movers or oh, the yeah. lawyer or something. Oh, oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Or the, so, the 
the getting the container yeah. from yeah, the, container. the middle of the country to yeah. a coast. Exactly. Yeah, and that's so, that's one of the things that um, people don't always think of when when uh, you see advice for young writers. They're like, go to cons, go to cons, yeah. go to cons, mm. go to the con circuit, meet people. And yeah, it's expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. No like I haven't been, I've been to the Nebulas once a couple of years ago with that's Derek. Right. I haven't been since. I can't afford to go to the Nebulas no. every yeah. year. Um, I don't know if I'll make it to World Fantasy for another couple of years. Well, I've, I've never gone to Worldcon. Paul and I haven't been to a con since of that yeah. nature outside of Ontario. Let's put it that way. Right, yeah. um, since probably 2014. Yeah. Which 2013, is London. Because we, did you, you guys went to yeah. London? No. Yeah. Okay. But you went to San Antonio, which yes. I think yeah. was 13. I then that then it was 2013. Right. Okay. Okay. Because 2013 was a terrible year for us financially mm. and we just didn't have any money well, and, and we haven't really had sufficient money since then and, and people are saying well you can always deduct it they said yes yeah, but yeah. you have to have to spend yeah. it and yeah. then you have to get a hold of the cra yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta wait yeah. for them to call you put you on hold for 10 minutes <laughs> it's not as though you can say to you know the 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 uh con com oh um Send your bill to the Canadian government. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do that yeah. work. And, and the thing <laughs> is, is if you do generally, if you do panels, if you do a yeah. certain minimum amount of panels yes. at a Worldcon, then they and they can. Yes. They refund your membership. Yes. But that often happens two years down the road, well, where yeah. you suddenly get this check going, and you're going, "What?" Well, I'm all in favor of people sending yeah. you money, but, exactly. but I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So unless you have something built up, yeah. you can just you know. But there, um, uh, there's some, there's a bid for the south of France coming up too because um, I don't remember where they had a table. It might have, it couldn't have been in CanCon. Might have been in CanCon. It's the only place I've been lately. Um, but there's somebody is is doing a bid in the south of France for WorldCon, and then oh, wow. that'll mm-hmm. and that, that would be perfect. Heck, I could probably you could take the like, yeah. I could take, take the, the bullet train. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I pre-supported that just in the interest of maybe someday getting to the south of France. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's just that we were it's so disappointed <laughs> when we, when oh, yeah. we saw the, uh, the the prices involved. I know. We were so disappointed because we were counting on being able to go. World cons yeah. are expensive anyway, but then when you take the, the, the exchange rate in, and right now our, the Canadian dollar is not doing well against it's, it, which is great. And if, you pay, if you get paid in American, it's oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a problem at all. But, not a problem uh, at all. But not no, so great got, if you're having to switch to another currency. From I just Canadian. got my check from a short story that I sold to Magician, Magician's Skull. Tales from um, the Magician's Skull. Uh, that's one of the zombies. Is that one of the zombies in Brandon? No, no it's, it's the other um, one. Okay. There is a gaming company called Goodman Games. Oh, yeah. And they are uh, coming out with their own fiction. Oh, no way. Um, you know, sort of like the way, is it Paizo that I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, Pathfinder, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like what they were doing, except you're not required to set your story in the universe. No It's way. All they're looking for is a sword and sorcery. Cool. cool. Okay. Now, if I'm correct, uh, if, if it's still what they told me a little while ago, remember, Maria, you and I were talking about it, mm-hmm. they're not actively... Um, they're not accepting unsolicited manuscripts. Right, okay. They just don't have the staff at the moment. Okay, so it doesn't help us. That's yeah, true. yeah. But, no, it's no good for us. But go on. But when, when <laughs> I asked about it, uh, they said, well, you know, 
we we have to you know maybe next year right. because when we have another full-time staff person we can have that person going through you know the slush pot mm-hmm. but in the meantime they were looking for um they're they're looking to spread their diversity a little bit mm-hmm. so i said well you know i have this friend who you know not only is she female and french canadian totally. but there is a first nations background so you know what about my friend and and howard said basically tell her to send tell her to contact me Excellent. so it's not that they're that they're only taking stories from people that they've approached mm-hmm. they're just not in a position at the moment to accept you know gotcha. so Marie, did you did probably. you approach them i did approach them uh, and i got a really super nice rejection because i went a little bit too far uh. from sword and sorcery, <laughs> but not in a bad way and then i got to meet him at world fantasy mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm, chatted mm-hmm. yeah he was really nice and great and we chatted about other stories so if i knew i was pushing the envelope a little bit with my stories so well we were talking about like meeting people at cons yeah. right and i had met this is howard andrew jones and i okay. had met him in confusion in detroit years oh, ago okay. And we were on the same panel, you know, and one of us mentioned Fritz Leiber, and it was like, you know, it was like, zing, you know, like, we did not know anyone else in the room existed. You know, we were just going, like, have you read this? And what did you think of that? And later, right? So it was like, oh, my God, you know, I have found my spiritual cousin. And so after that, we were always in loose contact with each other. Then uh, we went to uh, Worldcon in Chicago. And, you know, I had been saying, like, oh, are you, are, you know, are you going? Are you, you know, and it's like, oh, well, I'll look out for you. Like, you know, I'll be in the bar because that's where yeah. we are, right? <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, oh, there's Howard, right? So we, we sat down. I must have met five or six. I met Lou Anders. I met mm. James Eng. I met um, Doug, uh, oh, Doug Hulick. Um, like half a dozen people yeah. that are now, like I'm on, you know, first name basis with and that they'll, they'll let me know if they hear of something and I yeah. let them know if I hear of something. That's how you, that's how you work a con. Yeah, totally. which, which is why World Fantasy Barcon actually has more business deals yeah. going on than the actual con- actual World Fantasy. Exactly. Oh, I love the bar it's like, no, I'm, I'm not going to World Fantasy, but I will be at Barcon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm paying the 300 bucks for the World Fantasy Con membership. I'll just maybe, be in the bar. <laughs> maybe we should do that for Dublin. Yeah, just Ooh, go and hang out in the pub. Maybe we could like, do yeah. that for Dublin. Go, uh-huh. And they'll actually probably have bars where you can talk in them. Remember well, the, the, the bar at uh, when World Fantasy was in, in Toronto? Oh, God. It's marble. Oh, it's you have a room yeah. full of open. people, and it's, it's, it's open. open, and it's it's and like the what the lobby lounge. Yeah, the type lobby of lounge. It's, it's good you know? for finding people. Oh because, yeah, but you couldn't hear yourself more than a foot away from anybody. You couldn't hear them because it's the sound was just bouncing off of everything. It was nothing but hard surfaces. Oh, like, I really think if they're if they're looking for a convention hotel, particularly big convention, you should take about twelve people, go into the bar. And yeah, just true. Yeah. talk at full volume. Yeah. That's a good idea, actually. And see if you can actually hear each other. But, you know, how many cons have you been to where they, uh, they don't either, they don't have a bar, or the bar is not open, or there's only oh, one person know. serving, and there's 150 people <laughs> in the bar, yeah. and you say, like, this is the fourth year in a row, <laughs> you, this hotel has had this con, you would think that they would remember to get an extra staff person for this weekend, and yet they don't. No. Are you talking about any particular con well, that, 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 <laughs> that we all might be intimately familiar with here in the Ottawa community? <laughs> I could be. But no, you know what? It's probably not the one you're thinking of. Probably not. 
Which does actually have a bar that you can talk to people in. That's true. Yes. That's, that's it's, right. It's, it's, it's actually, yeah, the acoustics right. in that bar are pretty good. You can, yeah. you can yeah. actually hear other people well, in that bar. Well, like the bar section and the lounge section, both are very, mm-hmm. very comfortable. Yeah. Like you can sit at the bar and yeah. it's, a, it's a nice space mm-hmm. and the lounge area. And of course, you can, eat, you can order food. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an excellent, from that, yeah. from that angle from other angles as well. It's an excellent hotel. They're changing it all, the bar section. Oh, oh no! Surprise! You got it at the right time, Violet. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll be gone anyway. Right. Yeah, what do you care? What You'll be in I Spain. Care. You'll be gone. You'll be in Spain. The rest of us will be bouncing our voices off of yeah, marble. Exactly. Yeah, we'll Stop upgrading the day. Yeah, excuse yeah. us, we're tapestrying this whole bar. <laughs> we can get cake on tapestry. Oh, I like yeah. it. <laughs> Contact the Knitters Guild now. <laughs> okay, get on that we need yeah. you to yarn bomb. We need you to yarn bomb this bar. <laughs> oh my god! Like all weekend long. Uh, see, my attitude towards um, like talking to people at cons has always been like when I go to a con, in the back of my head, I'm I'm there to network and, and make deals, but consciously I'm not. I'm just there to hang out and shoot the shit with people. And 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 I found after a couple of years that that seems to have worked out. That I'm not yes. like, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's because like. Like you find it's the same thing. But, yeah. Yeah. Because you know, I was just making a connection with Howard. Yeah. This was somebody that I knew. So you do that that kind of like, gee, well, who am I going to know that's going? Yeah. You know. So you you know you you uh, I I met Dave Gross that way because Dave Gross was a friend of, of Howard's, right. and we met at uh, World Fantasy when it was in Toronto, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, like who who all from this from the uh, you know the sword and sorcery group. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, who all is going to be there? Well, it turned out Dave and I. So it's like, oh, great, we'll meet in the lobby, yeah. right? <laughs> and I, as as I'm, you know, getting ready to go down to the r- lobby, it occurs to me that I've never met this man. <laughs> 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 and uh, um, so, of course, I look at his Facebook, okay. right? His Facebook uh, is a drawing. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not it's helpful. Cart- it's a cartoon drawing. Is it at least of him? Oh yes. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> slightly more helpful. But I didn't. I didn't know that until I met him. Oh okay. Right? So, so basically, I had said to him, "Look, because you know, you can't tell, you can't recognize anybody from their Facebook no. picture. It's like you know, like literally a thumbnail." I'm yeah. five in mind. So, so I'm holding a skunk, and all yeah. anyone ever sees is the skunk. So I, I just said, you know, look, look for two people. I'll be the one holding the skunk in the lobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You need to get a stuffed one. <laughs> I'll be the one standing all by myself with a skunk. Follow the smell. So, of course, I recognized him immediately because the the drawing, the little cartoon caricature of him, looked exactly like him. That's him. And he was standing talking to Ed Greenwood. So, right away, it was like, oh, that has to be him. So, but... That was how I like I met other people. Not as you say, not with the intention of who can I rub shoulders with, but... Who can I who who can I meet? So Wait. you're you're being introduced to friends yeah. of your yeah. friends. See, it's, exactly. it's very often where's the empty seat in the bar? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like I I found you know having been programming now for a couple of years, you can see like the person that's there specifically to network and you know who can I you know try to cozy up to. You can see them coming a mile away. Yeah, and it's not from my perspective, it's tiresome. So I would never want to do that to somebody else. When I was in graduate school. Um, I'm at uh, the Learned Societies convention, which is what it well, sounds like. Okay, if yeah, you, I was like, I'm, I'm yeah. not familiar with this, if but I you, like I should uh, If you, um, like, I, I would have belonged to the 18th century, I would have belonged to one of the 18th century literature uh, organizations. Like, there's one called, it, it, 
it all ends. It's C-Sex is Canadian Society for 18th Century Studies. Okay. A-Sex, American Society for 18th Century Studies. Of course, we always said, if it has sex in it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's ours. Yeah. And so we're at, as, as members of that society, we would have been invited to the Learned Societies Conference, which includes every society of this kind. Oh, wow. Scientists, art people, everything. So... Um, Paul and I are there. We're there with a couple of other people that I knew from graduate school. And suddenly, one of my, my fellow grad students sort of said, oh, hang on a second. There's so-and-so. I have to go and talk to him. Oh. And I'm thinking, well, I know who so-and-so is. Like, so-and-so is the person who wrote such-and-such such a book. Yeah. But, like, I would never just go and talk yeah. to him. Yeah. You know, like, I don't even know this man. Yeah. You know, like, I and in that sense, like, you know, I feel very old-fashioned, like the, you know, we have nothing We've to do. We've nothing to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I can't talk to so you. So my friend goes up and does the kind of like, oh, I read your articles, you know, blah, 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 kiss the knuckles, mm. you know, and I turned to Paul and said... If that is what you have to do to get a job as a professor in a university, I'm never going to get one. Yeah. Because I could never do that. Mm -hmm. I could never go up to a stranger and not, not say legitimately, I loved your novel. I yeah. loved your book. Yeah. Right? Or uh, I've read every single short story you've written and they were all fantastic. Yeah. Because that's genuine. Yeah. But to go up to somebody saying, thinking to yourself... I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to get in, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to, you know, con them into liking me and maybe they'll think of me, Yeah. you know, I couldn't do that. The, the, the best advice ever for new writers is just to be pleasant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because don't think for a minute that the industry doesn't talk to each other. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. yeah. For, for a while there, they were all, it was like all the entire New York publishing circles were all married to each other too. So <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh no, where it gets around. Oh, yeah. oh, it is, yeah. it's since spread out a lot from, from that, but it's, I would say it still gets around because. Well, when you think about it, our community is really quite small. It oh, is. Yeah. It is. So it's not unusual for us to at least have heard of someone. Perhaps we haven't met them, but we've heard the name. Yeah. Or someone we know has heard the name. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be the asshole that everyone has in common. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although so you true. won't be known. Yeah. That's yeah, very that true. Is, yeah, that is, that is one. People thing. will talk about you. <laughs> And you never know to who you're going to meet. Like, even if you think, oh, well, this person isn't anybody, and I'm using air quotes here mm -hmm. for all mm -hmm. those of you mm -hmm. not in the room. Uh, <laughs> this person isn't anybody, so they're not worth my time. And then you take off and go talk to someone you perceive as having power. Well, you never know where people are going to be a year from now. And, exactly. and even the people yeah. who you perceive as having power, then they're seeing how you're treating other people, too. And they're not necessarily impressed with that particular twist that you've thrown in there though. so you never know be good to people yeah. be kind yeah yeah, yeah. 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 that person don't be a who's dick. walking around and, and, don't be a and dick don't be a dick I like that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that that's right yeah. don't be a dick yeah. don't be an asshole mm -hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely I just like like everyone is my best friend when I see them it's like you're all I my think best friend that is ideal <laughs> that is absolutely the way ah, that but you you're should. French <laughs> <laughs> By which you're implying she can get away with it. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Yes. Finally. No, no. That's weak. God, yes. I mean. Well, I don't know if we're going to hit any French markets, so don't go too crazy. Oh, okay. 
just, Suddenly oh. the English stopped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, God. What? 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 No what? French markets? Yeah, the rest of the podcast is in French, actually. That's oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll be ordering dinner and asking where the bathroom is. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I will not, however, understand the directions. It's <laughs> like failing there. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Just out of curiosity, what was the first con that any of you had, like, that you all went to? In your Ever in our lives? Yeah, well, like, well, yeah, what was the first one that you went to? As, like, either as, like, before you considered yourself a professional or as a professional? The first con I ever went to, 1984, World Fantasy Convention was in Ottawa. Really? At the Chateau? At the, sh- no. At no. Weston. At the Weston. At the Weston. It wasn't at, at the, the Chateau. Weston, Why no. do I keep thinking it was at the Chateau? It was at the Weston. The Westin had just opened. It had only been opened about two or three months at that point. And so, of course, we actually, my friend Sherry and I went, and we actually got a room for $39. Wow. Wow. And you know how on the back of the door they say, they give you the room rate as well as, you know, the fire exit? Um, Because as soon as you've seen the room rate, you need the fire exit, right? And it was like $280. I mean, now that would be normal, right? But this is 1984, so wow. in 1984, $280, like you could literally, without exaggeration, fly to Europe for that. So t- the idea that you could pay that for a hotel room was astonishing. Right. So the fact that we got that very hotel room for $39 a night, it was unheard of. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think one of the reasons that, one of the, the reason that my friend went was um, she had a, a crush on Spider Robinson. Oh, no way. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Spider Robinson was I think the toastmaster or the mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think he was the toast. Right? Yeah. So so she was going, Oh yeah, like I'll go. Sure. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> and and uh and of course all kinds of like it was a world convention. So yeah. all kinds of, you know, big name famous people were there, which I was kind of impressed by. Yeah. So, you know, Stephen King was there. Oh, Stephen King was like... there wearing a, a sweatshirt with the arms ripped off. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. And, <laughs> carrying a, and a cigarette pack yeah. rolled into Rolled it. In a <laughs> Carrying a sits pack of Budweiser yeah. under yeah. one arm. Yeah. No freaking That was when way. he was still drinking. Yeah, yeah we went because it was it, the Westin's right next to the Rito Center, right? That's, that's it. That little thing over. That's it. And yeah. I, I didn't have clothes because World Fantasy is more of a business con, and I was yeah. just dressed like I would be at a normal con. Yeah. So a bunch of us went over to the Rito Center to slightly upgrade our wardrobe <laughs> and followed uh, uh, Tabby King around with her black bastard pla- um, American Express card. Going, <laughs> that is so cool. Oh my God. <laughs> We're watching Stephen King's wife shop <laughs> well I always say to people you know I've I've met Stephen King and they always go like ooh really yeah. and I go yes yes you know I one time I stepped in front of him I said excuse me and he said not at all that, see <laughs> see I, I met Harlan Ellison much the same way much at, the same at a Boston World Con. I was sitting there outside the SIF with Sweet Reading waiting for a friend and he tripped over me <laughs> and, and sat, he said <laughs> No. Actually, that's exactly <laughs> what he oh, said. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. We, we, have, we have, for sensibilities, blanked out what he actually yeah, said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there was profanity involved. It's From like Harlan Ellison, who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. And, I, and I said in fine Canadian fashion, sorry, and oh, we, he moved on. <laughs> it's like, one but, of the reasons that I went to, to the one in, in Ottawa was that Fritz Leiber was going to be there. Yes. And he was, do you remember, he was sitting all by himself at the signing of the big mass signing because it was in the was, big ballroom, right? Yeah. Mm. And he was all, all by, by himself. himself. 
And I was only there to get his autograph. Yeah. I actually went running because I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't have any idea no. really what was happening in the world of fantasy. And, and I, so I went running around looking for a book to get him to sign. Yeah. Because he was just like, oh my God, it's Fritz Lieber. I and he's brought, just sitting there. And I, I sat brought and a book to him for with a little me while. Because uh, Paul's very favorite short story is um, Gonna Roll the Bones. Mm hmm. And so I brought the anthology that had that story in it, and I had it signed for oh. Paul. Because I was too embarrassed. I was too shy to ask for it to be signed for myself. So. <laughs> he was really, really sweet. Yeah. He was very yeah. nice. He was wearing a beige suit, actually. Nice. <laughs> and, and an ascot. And I remember that because he was the first man nice. I'd ever seen with an ascot on. Mm -hmm. so. nice. But yeah, he was really, really sweet. That's he was awesome. really nice. And I think, I don't think he last, uh, I think he died. Two or I three think, years later. Yeah, I think that might yeah. have been the last big con he it, went to. Because he, he was pretty frail. He was pretty frail. frail. Yeah, he was pretty, pretty frail fragile looking. Yeah. 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 But that was, I'm, I'm, was happy to have had that opportunity. Yeah. You know, even though, like, obviously it was possible I might not have actually spoken to him. But still, I did speak to him and I was happy to have yeah. that, the chance to do it. Mm -hmm. Because that is somebody that I could genuinely say to him, I really really yeah. love your stuff yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know like the the whole the introduction to uh uh the the fawford and the gray monster stories like for me was one of the uh no no like seriously i have to write oh, you know yeah. like I, up until then sure you know like i i thought about it in a romantic way like a child does oh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but when the when i first read the the first fawford and gray master story that i read was in an anthology that elsbreg de camp had had collected that my brother had stolen from the library to give to me <laughs> to give to me as a christmas gift no, oh. or a birthday gift it po possibly i have it so i could i could check whether he inscribed it nice. and it, i think it's a birthday but anyway, um, I was so taken with this story that I immediately started looking for other, uh, other work by him. And that was when I first started thinking, I want to do this. Not as many people do, oh, God, I could do better than this. <laughs> you know? like, because there are lots of people that you read and you go, oh, my God, if this got published. Yeah. <laughs> but with his, it was, I want to be this good. I want to do this. And so I think that's the reason that he's always had a kind of special place for me. That's cool. Yeah. So your brother, who owns a bookstore now, yes. stole a book for you. That would be him. From the library. From for, a, the as library. for a gift. For a gift. That's right. So that That's makes right. it better. Just, just getting the, the yeah. Right. <laughs> just, yeah. We will carefully not say his name. Yeah. No. <laughs> Although we could advertise no, his bookstore. I'm certain that it's the statute of limitation on li stealing books from libraries, I'm sure, is far, far, far yeah. back. Yeah. Can, yeah. can we get, uh, what's our producer's name? Producer Gary. Yeah, can we get Producer Gary to look into that? I'm sure he'll be delighted. Okay, to <laughs> let's get Producer Gary to look at the statute of limitations on book on, on, on book theft from libraries. Theft from libraries. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 exactly. Producer Gary's done it. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Does he have a lot of thefts in his bookstore though, or is uh, he like he, you super know, like? He actually when because when he first opened Novel Idea, he had a partner uh, oh. who was the the money guy. Because Oscar is not from, Oscar knows nothing about money. Right, okay. So uh, his partner did the money and yeah. Oscar did the book buying because that is what Oscar knows. Wow. And uh, when the partner was still active in the business and inventory was done every year, like they would close for three days and do an inventory. Yeah. Oh. As soon as the partner retired, Oh, no. Oscar never did another inventory. And he says, because you know what? He says, what am I going to find? I'm going to find that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to find some books are missing. 
you know, and some books aren't. And you lost three days of open business yeah. trying to find out. And I've lost yeah. three ba- days of business that I had to pay every staff member to oh. come. And count books. Right? And count yeah. books to find out what. Every year, he said, look, look at, the, look at the books, right? Every year, we're off. Our count is off by about 10%. And, yeah, that's a loss. Yeah, that, that right? seems huge. Yeah, well, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe okay. it wasn't 10%. Maybe it was less. But he says, since it averages out to be whatever it was... Um, that's what I write off every year as a oh. business loss. So. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, books are highly portable. So. That's true. It's true. It's librarians coming to get the books back. <laughs> <laughs> you, steal, you steal from us, we steal from you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, I just, get, I mean, this is how small a world writing is because like I went to Queens and so novel idea was, yeah. was a huge part of my university career and I'm, I'm so impressed you didn't steal any books did you? I can't admit to that <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't remember um, <laughs> did man. you steal a lot? <laughs> I mean yeah I, I, I do enough thievery that yes, it's all blurring together <laughs> oh lord yeah. You need help, man. It's okay. <laughs> That's is that what this is an intervention? Just uh, we, had, we didn't want to tell you before, yeah, okay. but yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm in all seriousness with how hard it is for independent bookstores. I'm so impressed that novel idea is still there, and it, and it delights me every time I go back to Kingston to see it's still there and still operating. And, like, and that chapter's indigo that was across the road is gone. Is gone. It's gone. <laughs> Disappeared. Well, the Pretty funny great. thing is that uh, for a while there, before the, the, the box store yeah. uh, phenomenon started, there was actually an independent bookstore conference Seriously? in Kingston that oh, wow. Oscar organized it. No friggin' way. And it was in the Hotel Belvedere. Mm-hmm. Well. And they, because what they used to get is you've got all the book reps. You've got people from Penguin. You've got people from, you know, Hort, Houghton Mifflin. You've got all the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. different book reps. And they would have to go from store to store. store. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they organized a four-day thing where all the independent bookstore owners came to Kingston and the booksellers and book reps made little displays and talked to people oh so that God. they didn't have to go. So everybody from Windsor to Montreal up to Ottawa wow. right, would come to Kingston for this. They did it for four years. Holy crap. And had a wonderfully successful, as you can imagine. And then the box stores started opening. Uh, yeah. And the the market just fell out from under their feet. Yeah. And they were never able to do it again. Wow. So I t- when the box stores started opening, I said to Oscar, you know, like, what does this mean? Because, mm-hmm. I'm, of course, I'm envisioning, oh, my God, they're going to be homeless. They're going to be moving in with us. <laughs> <laughs> just change the locks. Holy, yeah. holy crap, right? <laughs> And they've got children. We're going to have to let them in, you know. And and what Oscar said to me was, there is room for an independent bookstore in this city. All I have to do is hang on, and it will be me. Oh, man. And that's exactly what happened. And that's what it is. He's still there. Nerves of steel, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, lucky because of Queens, uh, yeah. a lot of it is. Is if it's it's like unlike where, where I'm from, is you have to get all your money over the summer when mm. the tourists yes. are there. Yes. Where with Oscar, it's like from the yeah. time Queens, you get you well, make enough to, while the, the university that, is in to last the summer. One when of it the isn't. things that really there were, there were a couple of things that really helped him uh, stand fast. One of them was the Kingston Writers Festival mm. Mm. because they are all of the. Um, uh, snobby level, 
that they don't care to go to box stores. Yes. Right. You know, right. they they mm. see themselves as champions of the independent independent yeah. bookstore. They yeah. they want to go to that kind of store. Yeah. That's what they want Where to do. Where the patronize. books are curated. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. They don't want to go into a place and speak to staff people who know less than they do about right. what they're looking yeah. for. Yeah. And they can also buy candles there. Like, <laughs> yeah. like this is not a serious bookstore to, to people of this of this right. sophistication. Yes, sure. Tisn't literature. Exactly. Mm. So yeah. obviously who would they get to to be the bookseller at their uh, festival? Yeah. Oscar. Absolutely. Yeah. So Oscar d- did for years, he, he did that. He said it was like having two Christmases. <laughs> oh, nice. Because you had Christmas in September, that was the Kingston Writers Fest, and then you had Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did all of uh, and anybody's book launch yeah. went through Novel right. Idea. Uh, and after, well, like, after a while, people didn't even sign at the Indigo on Princess. Hmm. They signed at the chapters that was further out. Oh, the one that's out on Bath Road. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not there anymore. <laughs> Go Oscar. Uh, no, they, um, they moved into the mall. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a certain logical amount of yeah. sense. This yeah. vision of Oscar stealing all those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the interesting thing is that when Novel Idea first opened, they were down around Clergy Street, right? Oh, okay. And then they had an opportunity to move up. Like, w- the higher traffic is at is, is closer to the, to the river, I, I guess, guess yeah. if you want to put it that way. So I said, oh, great. So, like, what space are you moving into? And he said, oh, you know, the space where such and such used to be. And I said... Um, is that not right next to, um, oh, W.H. Uh, Smith? Actually, was the W.H. Smith in the base, the, the no, no, it was... no. The W.H. Smith was in the space that Novel Idea is now. Ah. Whoa. Okay. Wait, okay. W.H. Smith is... Uh, uh, no uh, longer in existence. No longer in existence. <laughs> <laughs> Smith books. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah once so... again, I'm hating you for your... How young you are. You know, I was, trying, <laughs> I was trying really hard to have one episode of this fucking thing where my age doesn't come. Uh, well, too late. Sorry. Yeah, no. Sorry. 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 Like, Wild's over here talking about 1984, and I'm just being silent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I noticed that. I noticed that. Okay. First convention, 1976. Oh. What, what convention? Uh, it was this little... I was I was serving at uh, CFS Mill Cove, okay. um, which is sort of uh, south from Halifax. Yeah. And um, there was a little convention. Spider and Jeannie had moved to Greenwood, Nova Scotia. And so they're having this little one-day convention oh, cool. in Greenwood, Nova Scotia, where Spider and Jeannie were going to be there. And they had, uh, they were showing the Star Trek blooper reel. Oh, and I nice. really wanted to see the Star Trek blooper reel. Okay. So I, I talked to a couple of guys into driving across the province, which admittedly was Nova Scotia, so it's not really <laughs> wide. So an hour and a half later. Pretty much. Yeah, it was pretty much 90 minutes, yeah. Um, across the province to go to this convention to see the um, Star Trek blooper reel. I got a signed copy because uh, Lester Del Rey had had, um, had had Terry Brooks sign a bunch of book plates oh, and nice. put them into the, because Sword of Shannara was just launching. Yes. So oh, I have wow. a Terry Brooks signed copy of Sword of oh, Shannara from so that con. <laughs> and we're sitting, so when Spider does his little talk and they were, Star Dance was just coming out then. Mm-hmm. So Jeannie did her little dance and... Um, and we're in this classroom because it's a it's a it's a one, K to six, so it's primary mm-hmm. seats, right? So yeah. we're in this classroom, oh. all these adults, <laughs> all these and because it's Nova Scotia, ninety percent of us are military, yeah. crammed into these tiny little <laughs> seats. And Spider asks, Has, "Does anyone in this room want to be a writer?" And I swear to God, everybody in the room put their hand oh, up, including man. the two guys I came yeah, yeah. with. <laughs> up until that point, I don't think I'd ever actually read anything. Uh, <laughs> 
which is yeah. So that was that was my first little one day con. And, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> then on it's 1976, yeah. and then on the way back, I learned to drive a standard shift truck because. While I hung around at the con, they went out drinking it. Oh. So I was the only one who was sober enough to drive home. Wow. And you're here now, so obviously that Yes, yeah, so obviously. Well. There's Nova Scotia. They're used to yeah. that sort of nonsense. <laughs> and it was 76 when, you know, the well, yeah, well, yeah, they, yeah. They were, people were a yeah, lot more used to it. Yeah, about that 1976, kind of which I expect was before you were born. Yeah, I'm just trying to jump how far into the negatives we are <laughs> in 1976. I'll let you figure that out, that math out there, dude. Actually, yeah, you may be into negatives for Marie, too. Actually, oh shit. (laughs) I'm not alone. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now, Paul and I weren't married yet, but we were together. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Wow. My first con was 2015. Is it? Well, I'm 89, so I don't know. Yeah, okay, yeah, so negative 12. Yeah. Yeah. So, also math skills were not. I'm a history teacher, I don't need math. It's a room full of arts degrees. Sure. Yeah, mine was 2008 World Fantasy in Calgary. Oh, we were there. Yeah, yeah. Paul and I were there. I have the bag. I didn't go. Yeah, that's right. I do the bag. I went because my first, my second book was just coming out, or my first. Wow, it's not that long ago. I think that may have been our first dog dinner with Paul Paul at at Calgary. I wore my, um, and of course, how apropos for Calgary. I wore my uh, leather evening gown. Ah. No. I act, a lady followed me into the bathroom to ask me, is that leather? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, after I took a step back. <laughs> I would say possibly well, yes. a woman followed yes, you into yeah. the bathroom. <laughs> Ladies <laughs> tend to ask in the hall. Oh, very, very well, very well. Yes, yes you, you may be right. And, it, and it's better right. than I got followed into a bathroom to sign a book once. So. Ah. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's yeah. the full part. No, no, no it, it was just she was leaving and her son-in-law oh. would have Wait, so oh, she came into the bathroom and said, Tanya, are you in here? And I said, yes. And a book came under the stall with a pen oh in it God. and said, oh my God. could you sign this? My son-in-law will not wait. Wow. wow. And, you've been and I figured, hell, at least I was sitting down. Oh, <laughs> Easier than signing them on escalators. It's, oh, that is so true. Which I, yeah, which I've also done. Well, well the Polaris, Polaris in Toronto used to be it was separated the entire length of the hotel. Yes. It's like yes. all the big rooms yes. were over yes. here, so that was yep. most of the media stuff. Yep. And then all the the litter, the book stuff was over on this end. And yeah. there was like about a kilometer and a half in between the two of them. That's so right. invariably, yeah, yeah. as you're trotting between yeah. panels, you're signing things. So, just to make sure that I'm thinking of the right thing, there's only ever been one con in Toronto called Polaris, right? And the, the media and... It was the media right. and litter, yeah. yeah okay. It started okay. as Toronto Track. Yes, yeah. Became right. Polaris. Okay. That's right. That's the first ever con period that I ever went to in high school was Polaris. Uh, hmm. Marina Sirtis was one of the guests and I remember walking up and... Yeah, you're right. It's really what, annoying. I can't remember what <laughs> I can't help what I was born. What do you want from me? <laughs> Stop talking. Go on. Keep telling stories. No, no. Go ahead. Sorry. We cut off Marie's 2008 oh, yeah, 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 convention. Yeah, 2008 Calgary. 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 Yeah. Calgary. Calgary. Uh, it was my first Brandon one. was three. Brandon. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. No, no, I wasn't. No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> for, for people listening, the, the pause was Brandon doing the math. Yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe I was three. Oh, no, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I knew none of the rules of world fantasy, so I just like... You know, I snuck into everything. I went up at all the parties. <laughs> like I was... So you were bar cutting, but not. No, I was. I paid. Okay. Uh, I went to meet my editors, um, my publishers uh, at the time. I went to meet them, and I did wind up selling a book to Dragon Moon Press. So it was definitely worth it. 
But I had my badge, but I would, I talked myself into like a private party with like, you know, 20 people with like all the big wigs. Like I, I accidentally sat on George R. R. Martin's lap and I didn't recognize him. So I missed, I missed, I underestimated like my size, his size, our combined size. And I landed on him instead of the couch. And then I shimmied off and I said, hi, how are you? <laughs> and he looked lonely to me because he was just sitting there. It was a small party at someone's house, a private party. I, I didn't know what I was doing there, but I was having a great time. And, um, and I'm like, oh, what's your name? And I'm talking because he's, he's, he looks shy. He's not really talking. And, and he's like, my name's George. I'm like, hey, George, I'm Marie. Where are you from? And then we're just chatting it up. And, and I'm like, so do you write? And he's like, yeah, I have a series. I'm like, great, what's your series? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is very, that's probably very good for him. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. And, and actually, yeah. really it's, it's true. George yeah. is actually quite shy. <laughs> The 1984 World Con, which yeah. was, or yeah. World Fans, which yeah. was Violet's first con, yeah. George was staying with friends of ours in Toronto, and he oh, drove really? to the con with us. Oh, so. wow. oh really? Yeah. See? <laughs> but that was before he was, you know, George, George R. R. Martin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that was before the series, too. So oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, way like, before. Yeah. Way yeah, before. Yeah, I think, I think before. that was like Armageddon Rag was out. Yes. And right. um, Sand yes. Kings was out. Was yeah. he doing wild cards? Yes. Yes, but he just started. Yeah, but it was just the first one, Yeah, he just started. And that was why he was actually coming, because a number of his wild cards writers were going to be at World right. Fantasy. Oh, cool. But yeah. So, so you asked oh, George R. R. Martin about his series. <laughs> I had no idea, George. George and I. Yeah. Made his whole night. Oh, you probably, French lady yeah. sat in my lap. <laughs> oh, he's amazing. He probably he's, did, actually. still telling that story, yes. I am sure. Yeah. Yeah. Canadians are so friendly. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And then I wind up karaokeing with Tom DeHerty just out of oh oh. no, I didn't know who he was either. I'm like, what do you do? Anyway, so what I learned do? a lot. At one point, oh I was God. at a party. I was at the tour party, which apparently was a big thing. And I didn't know this. Now, I don't know him personally, but uh, Larry Niffin was there. Mm-hmm. And all these women were going up and kissing this guy on the lips. Like, a lot of them. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and there were, like, a line of them, practically. Well, now I'm feeling bad, because I've met Larry lots of times, and he's never kissed me on the lips. No, they would go up, and they kiss him. Oh, they kiss him. him. Oh, yeah. they were kissing him. That's oh, I see. Different. Okay, oh, that was different. Yeah, different. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. and, and then I asked him, and I'm like, what are they doing? They're like, oh, that's how he likes it. He likes them to say hi by kissing them on the lips. I'm like, see, he's just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that there's been an official memo put out here. I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, but he seemed lovely. <laughs> I would hope so. I didn't yeah, say hi because really. I just didn't know the convention at this point. Apparently, you were supposed to kiss him on the lips. But we can we do cheeks and things. Yes, that's you right. Know, in Quebec, that's right. right? That's so, right. Yeah. Cheeks are good. Well, See, Paul, I think that there needs to be little memos saying I know <laughs> cheeks and one cheek or two. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You miss yeah. fire, and it's just yeah. like you. Yeah. And then suddenly, remember. someone's got a broken nose, and or, or you've just made out with your uh, <laughs> sister and lost father. You yeah, know, it's like, like no, 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 no. Left first. Exactly. <laughs> connect. No, connect. Yeah. No, there should totally be memos. I, I, yeah. think I've, I think I've told the two of you this story. Um, I was at Norwest. Did you kiss on the lips? <laughs> well, Larry. Apparently, Larry. <laughs> 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 um, nobody specific. So I was at NorwestCon. Um, Cry, I don't know how many years ago now. Like three or four. And um, you get, you know, in, in your loot bag that you get when, when you uh, go to registration, there was a little bag with these, like, colored, like, um, like you know, like IKEA chip clips, sort of. Yeah, like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. To to yeah, or like clothespins. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 the yes no maybe. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have no idea. And so I'm, I, so I, I'm, 
I didn't put any of them on because I'm like, that's weird. Why would they give me these, these clips? So I just left them in the bag. And then I see people wearing them the whole weekend. I'm like, oh, what the hell any of this is? I didn't find out until the end of the weekend what it was. And I'm like, that, you know, I could have had a better weekend if I knew what it was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> instead, I just went the whole weekend. Oh, no. Like, yeah, but I was like, where's the fucking memo? Why? Yeah. Because like, I assume everybody knows. It's, it's, I was but just you some don't, poor yeah. Ottawa Canadian in Seattle. They had no idea. I had no idea. Well, oh, cons were like that. Some, I was some cons also use stickers. They'll use red, yellow, and green stickers oh, as well. Okay. And it's, it, it is just, yeah, yeah entirely exactly. approachable. Ask yeah. first yeah. and back off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes the back off is just because I'm contagious, you know. I, yeah, no, I don't yeah. want to be patient zero. Yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's very that's very true. But it's, it is, it's very handy. If you remember <laughs> to look at them before Walls. you, you know, yeah, exactly. mull somebody. Yeah. That's, we have yeah. enough problems getting people to pay attention to the pronoun color stickers. So, yeah. like, oh. we're like... Yeah. Now, if we put a second sticker color, and then there's well, going to be so much confusion. No, no, Westcon, the year I was there, had a basket with buttons. Oh, okay. With, 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 um, and they were like the, not the big buttons. They were, yeah. I guess, about medium, yeah. the medium size. And they, yeah. they were either just, you know, she, her, he, he, um, yeah, he, yeah. him, they, them. And you could just take a button. I like that. Yeah. That's yeah. And you can yeah. have different color coding, which yeah. is kind of fun. Yeah. So, I like but it. that was very handy. File that away there, corporate. Yeah. <laughs> I've already got some. I stole some buttons at a convention that I <laughs> was it in Wait, a, was it being held in a library? Which convention? <laughs> Oscar was there. Yeah, that's, right. that's what I was going to say. You're going to have a great Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And they had a bunch of those buttons. So okay, yeah. So so we have them now. Is what you're saying? Not enough. Okay. <laughs> this year, though, they're having another iteration. <laughs> She'll just pick up some more this year. Yeah, okay, I'm perfect. in charge of the budget, you know. We do what we can. Holy crap. Oh, man. Would you like us to speak about other crimes? Would sure. That be yes, 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 yeah. Uh, Evan, can you own up to any crimes? Uh, I mean, not any con-related crimes. Okay, well, that's probably for the really? best. Yeah, mm, none. Mm-hmm. And, and the list yeah. Oh, <laughs> again well, for our listening audience, additional bottles of wine have just arrived. In the room. Don't say that. My yeah. students are going to listen to this. Oh, we'll do okay. it. Do it. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's perfect. Perfect. Students of Brandon Curley, uh, I regret to report your teacher drinks heavily. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You're letting, no. you're letting Marie have more red. I know. Oh. It's a surprise. It's Don't get me wrong. It's be fine. It'd be great. Oh, that's right. She has a mat. She has a mat. <laughs> okay, so I kid you not. So the other day. I have a couple of student teachers this semester, and, and he was, one of them was doing a lesson on uh, the 60s scoop and indigenous issues in Canada. And it was obviously pretty heavy and, and you know um, contentious. And so by the end, like about 10 minutes left in the class, and he says to them, okay, how many people are, how many of you are feeling really depressed right now? And they're like, yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> and, he's, and so my student teacher, to his credit, says, yeah, I, I have no way to cheer you up. I'm sorry. We're just going to move on. <laughs> and, um, and then he, and he looks at me and says, yeah, I wonder, does Mr. Crilly have, have any ways to cheer you up? And I said, actually, I do. And I look at my grade tens, and I and, and like, do you want to know, you know, what my secret is to, to you know, remaining cheerful among like, you know, global politics and whatnot? And they say, yeah, hey, absolutely, Mr. C. And I say, well, okay, it's alcohol. <laughs> and I'm like, 15, and all the fifteen year olds go, what? And I say, no, I'm, 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 I'm kidding. Don't go tell your parents I said. <laughs> don't get me fired. Yeah, don't get me fired. I can do uh, it myself. But you're feeling better now, aren't you? Yes, uh, yeah. That's it, exactly. Now you've, you've, you're not thinking about uh, about the Indian Act in the 60s anymore. No, no, you're thinking about your teacher being bombed out of his mind in the staff room. <laughs> <laughs> Which never happens, I'm told. <laughs> I did grade 13 biology. I, I, um, I actually made, I worked on distillation and I actually oh, no made way. corn whiskey. Oh my God. Oh, that's awesome. 
And some, and because I didn't realize that you had to actually really strain the mash out, I also made some really highly alcoholic corn muffins. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but it was the 70s. It was yeah, a different time. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it was a more innocent age. That's right. That's right. I still remember when I was in high school, a friend of mine was in, it was in grade 11 or 12 chemistry, and, and they learned how to make... Some of them learned how to make crystal meth. I don't know how it came up in conversation, but like, apparently it's not that difficult. Well, apparently, and, and there was so I'm like, now you have your high, post high school career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like somebody and, a and friend an HBO of mine program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. A friend of mine who's a who's a chemist actually told me how to do it once because oh, really? I was yeah like what is it with the uh, cold capsules or something that you know mm. and and mm-hmm. it, so he he explained it to me and he said you're not writing this down and I said you're right <laughs> I do not want ever. Anybody, I don't want you to be saying to someone else, well, she wrote it down. Yeah. Yeah. Deniability. <laughs> this is not a scrap of paper That's I want right. in the bottom of my purse as That's I cross the border. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Little do we know, Violet has eidetic memory. In the oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 don't, don't tell. What? What? I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. What's of your course. name again? <laughs> Okay, so now that we've covered that I'm a drunk, apparently. <laughs> and various convention crimes. Brandon's a drunk. Um, yeah. yeah. You guys have any funny stories about Sheila? That's what I was wondering. Ah, uh, no. Th- th- no, not no. a single one. No, okay. No, honestly, I don't think so. Wait, seriously? Uh, no. Um, I, I get it. Sorry. Like, she's funny in herself. No, I know, like, because she's Sheila. delightful. Yeah. yeah. But funny I, stories. I don't know of anything like, you know, oh, you know, once she fell off the stairs or something. No. Like, I, mean, I, I don't necessarily want that. I don't yeah. embarrass her. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what I mean. Well, if, you, if, if you're going to do books for Sheila, you need to be able to talk cats. That's yeah. important. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Talking cats yeah. is good. Cause, this is yeah. Sheila Gilbert from Daw. From Daw, who is wonderful. Yeah. That isn't I, to say you have to have talking cats in your books. It means yeah, she has cats. Talking. She has cats. You, you better have, be able, you able to, talk to talk about okay. cats. Oh. That's, oh. that's, that's yeah. a nice... Yeah. When I when I sold my first book, um, it was way back in the dark ages when um, uh, oh, what was it called? The, out of Boston, there was a, oh. a little airline out of out of not out of Boston, out of Buffalo. Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. Anyway, it was ninety nine bucks return to New York. Oh wow! And a friend of mine, well, it was like nineteen eighty four so ish okay. around there, and a friend of mine was going down on business, and this was back in the old yes before Brandon was born. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, in my head, I'm like. So, my parents He's doing more math. Yeah, it's like, it's like my, my parents, I think, were in high school, but go ahead. Oh, <laughs> um, a friend of mine was going down on business, and those were the days when every single American hotel room had two double beds. None right. of this, you know, one mm. queen and a couch yeah, or yeah. A king bullshit. It was two double beds. <laughs> every room in America. Didn't matter how much you were paying for it. Two double beds. And so since her company was paying for the room, I went down for the other bed. And Steve Sterling, who had been in a writer's group with me in Toronto, mm-hmm. had sold, uh, I don't remember the name of the book, but he sold a book to Sheila when she was at Signet. Okay. And she said, okay, look, I'll just give her a call and tell her that you're coming down. Hmm. And, um, and that way, you know, you have a little introduction to it. So um, Hanya left wandering off to do her business thing, and I called. Um, and, uh, and Sheila said, no, I haven't heard from Steve for about, oh, I don't know, five months. I'm like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> but I have just had... Someone cancel. So if you can get here in the next ten minutes, I've got twenty minutes free. Oh wow! wow. And we were oh, we were on. Uh, she was. We were on Fifty Fifth, and she, they were on Broadway, the big tower on Broadway yeah. at that. And you could literally see her office tower from our hotel. Oh cool! Oh. So I just toddled my little way over there yeah. with my manuscript in a box. Never do this. She said to the recording thing. Well, unless you have a time machine and you can go back to nineteen eighty four, then you're fine. But don't do it now. And yeah. uh, we sat and we talked and and. Um, 
she uh, she asked me at the end as I'm leaving as we're at the, we, didn't, we didn't really talk we didn't talk about the book much we just yeah. talked and I dropped it off in her office and as we're leaving we're at the elevator she's waiting with me at the elevator and she says so have you sold anything else and the day I left I grabbed the mail on the way out and I had sold just sold my first story to George Skithers at Amazing so I could oh. say well yes as a matter of fact I have sold oh. a short story to George Skithers yeah. Amazing. Wow. So, um, and then two years later, she bought the book. <laughs> it's part of the publishing moves at geological time. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's but that's just, true. and it's just because Sheila, Sheila and Betsy are, are, mm. are a couple of the last of the old school mm. uh, publishers left. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were with, uh, with, they were with Penguin, but Penguin just does their distribution. Okay. But it also does things like it has a legal department they can use because oh. they're still very small. Yeah. But um, but Don and Bain are pretty much the only ones that don't have. They have editors, not editorial yeah. committees. Right. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. And for for people who don't know, uh, Tanya and I have the same editor, Sheila at yeah. Daw, and we also have the same agent. Oh, I didn't know and, that. Uh, yeah. And the way that that worked was, I was going to a mystery convention in Toronto called mm-hmm. Bloody Words. Nice. And I'm on the phone with Tanya, and she says, "Are you going to something in Toronto <laughs> called like you know Bloody something? You know, and like the Bloody this or the Bloody that?" And I'm there, yeah, yeah. Like you know, what about it? She she says, "Well, Joshua's going, so I think you guys should run into each other." So I think I was talking to Fiona, and Fiona said, "I said, so what does he look like?" <laughs> like so that I'll I'll recognize. Oh, I understand. Okay. You know, and she said, "He looks like a gay New York Jew." <laughs> Actually, no, he does. Okay. <laughs> and, and to which I replied, "And so, unless he speaks, I can distinguish him from a gay Toronto Jew." How? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, of course, she neglected. She did not describe him at all. I mean, you know, he wears glasses. He had curly hair. Yeah, you yeah. know, like. He had nothing. He's so, recently become a very snappy dresser, so it would be a lot easier, oh, be a lot easier now. Snappy. He's become very, very snappy so dresser lately. Subsequently, so. and you know, we we did meet, and you know, the rest is history. But subsequently, I said to to Fiona, "How did you describe me to him?" Oh, right. And question. she said, "I told him you were very European looking." <laughs> <laughs> To which I replied, <laughs> so other than the Asian woman and the black man, I could have been anyone. <laughs> no, because, well, actually, because bloody words, people dress nicer. That's usually. true. Oh. It's usually at SF conventions, you're usually yeah. among the best dressed. Well, so. possibly, yeah. I mean, yes. yeah, oh, I yeah. would say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, yeah. like, uh, my friend Teresa Greenwood asked her husband, who is, you know, one of these people who never leaves the house. Like, okay. he's almost, you know, chronically uh, agoraphobic. Oh. And, uh, and she said, to, well, Steve, you know, how would, how would you uh, describe Violet? And, and he said, uh, she dresses in black. She has very long hair and wears a lot of silver jewelry. There you go. Now, in those days, I wore my hair loose more okay. often, so you would you would know that I had very long hair. And I thought, yeah, that's right. That's how you Except describe Except dresses it. in black and a lot of silver jewelry yeah. is like yeah. well, also then, half of... Yeah, then, <laughs> though, it probably was more, uh, was less prevalent then. And at, at well, Bloody the Words... Sil- not at Bloody Words, yeah, no, very but the, conventional, sil- the silver you know, and black was, was mm. part of the yeah. um, uh, Nine Princes in Amber. Mm. Um, the head... The, yeah. the, Point of view prince, yeah. whose name I cannot remember, but that was where her, his colors, silver and black. Corwin? Corwin, yes. Corwin, Corwin of yes. Amber. His colors were, because all the princes yeah. had different colors. Yes. Okay. And Corwin's colors were silver and black. So a number of the, of the um, SF community started <laughs> way back in the Dark Ages. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when books were 186 pages long. <laughs> I just reread the, the Julie, uh, um, 
Tepper, Sherry Tepper's um, uh, True Game books. The oh, manu- and and the, the Mouth of Many Shaped, I'm going through in like an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. 186, I, I oh. 186 pages. And I'm like, boy, these days, they'd have made her put all three of them together and add another 200. Yeah. Well, Paul, uh, we it was doing, great. I can't remember where we <laughs> were, but Paul picked and... up one of my Robert B. Parker books. Uh, and well, like he read it in the, like, in the doctor's office, yeah. like waiting in the waiting room. He read the whole yeah. novel. Now, he does read very quickly, but nobody reads that quickly. No. You know, and it's because that was the size of yeah. novels in, novels in the days that that, that that was written. It also cost $2.95. So I <laughs> was like, wow. it, uh, three fifty in Canada. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Well, yeah, now, you asked what, what uh, you know, the first convention that we were ever at. Yeah. What was the first book you ever bought? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. With hard-earned money of our yeah, own, yeah, mm. yeah, like not, not like something not like you got as a though. yeah, not not like something that you got as a Christmas gift or that you asked for yeah, or something yeah. like that, but something that you actually went with your own personal money and purchased. Mm. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to cancel it. Like the books I had to buy in university, because that doesn't count. No, that yeah, doesn't that count. Doesn't, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't and count. if you didn't buy a book before you were in university, no, no, no I did. Very, yeah. very. I'm very well, I got disappointed. Books, I got a lot of books as gifts. Well, all right, that's, okay, that's, that's, fair. Yeah, fair. I, I, t- I tended to get books as gifts yeah, too. Yeah, and my cousin and I were like less than a year apart. Yeah. So we'd then swap the books yeah, back and forth. Yeah. So you got twice as many books. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only first one I can remember. Like I can remember the first one I read, but I don't think. Yeah. That doesn't count. I'm talking no, exactly, about yeah. what you yeah. bought with your own money. I remember the first books I took out of the library and then yeah. took back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, hmm. I, I mean, it's uh, for me. It's probably. I mean, it, it's got to be uh, like one of the old Star Wars expanded universe novels, either Timothy Zahn or Kevin Anderson or something like that. It's got, or I mean, either that or if it's not one of those, it's Asimov. And first of all, you calling those old is one story. <laughs> yeah. well, no, 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 because, it, no, no. because you have... Like, the, the older books as opposed to the newer books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I just yeah. mean because now Earlier. it's... Now it's Earlier. Like, no, because you now it's not canon anymore. Early. That's what I meant. You meant... Uh-huh. No, I meant pre-Disney. 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 Okay. Because now none yeah. of that is Pre-Disney's canon anymore, was, yeah. which pisses me yeah. off. But no, it, that, that's all You know, I actually can't tell you which book it was, but I can tell you who the writer was. And it was Edgar Rice Burroughs. Oh, really? Because the bookstore in the Fairview Mall... In in north, the north end of Toronto, yeah. had a whole science fiction and fantasy convention or convention uh, uh, section. Yeah, and the Edgar Rice Burroughs books were twenty five cents. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my god! The other books weren't, but they were. Wow. So I would go with like you know fifty cents. Hell yeah. I would hitchhike up there, nice. buy two books. And hitchhike and home. Right. So I know they were Edgar Rice Burroughs. They're probably still on the shelf. Nice. And I just, I'm not absolutely certain which ones they were. Like it could have mm. been Princess of Mars. It could have been yeah. anything. Yeah. Right, but right, definitely right. that's where I got the Mars books. And that's where I got uh, several other of his, you know, the At the Earth's Core and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. some of the other uh, non-Mars books that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. he wrote. It was definitely Scholastic Book Club. Oh, okay. yeah. because because right. we no, you're right. You're right. My family, yeah. um, we didn't tend to buy books. <laughs> In fact, I kind of my grandmother and I were the only people who read, but she'd like read the old Mills and Boone. Uh, that yeah. she'd get cousins in England to send. They're like yeah. Harlequins only uh, oh, from yeah. England. Gotcha. And they they never stop binding them the way they bound them in World War II. So oh, they're wow. terrible. And they're six point. They're very tiny, tiny type. <laughs> oh. um, but uh, yeah, so she read those. Her and my Aunt Betty both read romances like crazy. Um, but we didn't buy books. I mean, I every um, every Saturday I'd go to the library and I was allowed to take out th- three books. Yeah. 
I wasn't allowed to take it anymore. It was three books a week. But she'd totally forgotten that school had a library, too. <laughs> she really wanted me to be outside and play more, I think. Um, and I know I got given the Narnia books as a gift. Yeah, but I, I'm almost positive that this first... And I, I convinced her to let me buy the Scholastic from the Scholastic Book Club because I told her it was a school function. Yeah, um, that's how I got my parents to pay for it, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and I'm almost positive it was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh. Okay. That's awesome. Cool. Do you remember what year? I think I remember. It's French, of course, because oh, yeah. my English was not that awesome. Um, like I remember some of my first English books was like you know the Mists of Avalon I got for mm-hmm. six ninety five views. Yeah, there was the. Oh, well, that's a way to start reading English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get anything. I love the prologue. I read that prologue over and over again. But there, yeah, uh, Eye of the World. Like you know, I, I would you know I I have some memories of those, but uh, it was a souvenir inoubliable, uh, an unforgettable memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember the author's name. It was a long time, but it had like it was one of those um, Gelu, which is a big like French series. So they all like it's a bit like you know the doll books from the sixties. They have right. a look. So right. these ones have a right. look. And it's science fiction, and it was like it was way above my reading level because I must have been like you know it was my paper run money if I recall. So it was been like thirteen, like twelve, thirteen years old, and. Um, and I picked it up and it had like this, this group of like, you know, people that look like they were all kind of the same on the front and they're all like walking and there's one of them that's looking up and looking at you. And it was a kind of a dystopic 1984. Mm. Um, are, are you nervous by how much I speak with my mom? Because <laughs> 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 we, we have the mat be, on yeah. the Okay, just, just ask <laughs> You're okay. But, and and it, it caught my attention. You know, because, I put mine down so that I don't mm. spill. <laughs> I know, you're smart. Um... <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, and, and it caught my head, and it was, like, very, very orangey, and I didn't like the color palette, but it was that one woman looking up, and I'm like, what is this, and the unforgettable, and it was like, you know, it was something society had been taken over, and it, something about they would, like, pull out your memories, wow. and to control you, and then yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just, like, to bring you happiness, and take your worries away, mm, and then this one wow. person was remembering, and then it was like, you know, they were trying to escape, so they wouldn't forget, and I remember towards the end, I'm like, it's like two in the morning, and I know I'm going to be in trouble, like, Hiding under my covers with a flashlight, I'm like, oh, get away, just get away. And then I don't think they did. Like I thought, <laughs> and like I don't quite remember the end, but I'm pretty sure it did not end well. So that was it was a beautiful yeah. dystopic novel. I don't Aww. think it was ever translated, but it was it was very good. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Drink the wine now. <laughs> now somebody mentioned uh, uh, the Narnia books a minute ago. C'est moi. Uh, Oscar bought them for me. Like, I had read them years before. So Are you sure them. he no, bought them? He bought them. He bought them. And they were, when they first came out in paperback, and they came in with the little box. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yep, that's what I had. So I no longer have the box, but I still I, have the he box. He bought them for me for Christmas. And maybe a month or two later, he was not living at home then. He was already living in Ottawa. And a month or two later, I go to, to read them. They're gone. <laughs> I cannot find them. Were they stolen? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Yes, who stole them? No freaking way. It's a serious yes. problem. So I said to him, I said, like, do you, do you know, like, what happened to my Narnia books? And he goes, oh, uh, well, uh, well, I have them. I said, well, why have you got them? And he said, well, well, you weren't reading them. And I said, seriously, you expect me? Do I have to walk around with them in my hand constantly, 24-7, you know? So otherwise, hey, you weren't, you weren't reading it. Oh right, God. so I I made him give them back, Good. but Good. Uh, but then Paul bought me um, 
the reproductions of the hardcovers. Of the hardcovers, the yeah. I did. Baca had, Baca yeah. had those when I was working at Baca, and yeah, I bought my the, set of the hardcovers. With the original covers. illustrations. With the, line, the beautiful, and, beautiful yeah, pen and inks. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so I, that's what I still have. I was, I was reading, um, oh, uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader in the oh. living room. Because uh, in my family, you didn't go to your room to do things. You, everybody did things together. Yep. <laughs> um, so I was reading in the living room, and I was reading Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which I had read like a billion times, sure. right? And I read really fast. And my grandmother said, you're not reading that. And, and I'm like, yeah, I am. She just thought I was reading too fast. So she said, what does it say? And she took the book away. And I said, once there was a boy named Eustace Clarence Scrub, and he almost deserved it. And then I can't do it yeah, anymore. Yeah. But at that point, yeah, I went yeah. through that whole first page. And she said, I had to give up and hand me the book back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what happened with us is here's, here's my brother reading uh, one of the uh, Lord of the Rings books. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one. And my father, who was very um, snobby about things, like, not that, not that he read a great deal himself, because he didn't. He was Polish. But he had a great respect for <laughs> literature. He couldn't read in English. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah Maria and I gave each other this look like, wait a second. Not, <laughs> not actually a dig at Polish I didn't, people. <laughs> I didn't clear. hear how it sounded yeah, until okay. it was already out of my... <laughs> we want to be big yeah, in the Polish what, market, yeah. so I just wanted <laughs> to clarify <laughs> that. What, what I should have said, because and my mother also did not read a great deal in English. She, okay. she could, she just didn't. Right. Uh, my father had always a great respect for literature and writers in general, but didn't read that well himself, didn't read comfortably enough to actually sit down and read in English. Um, so, But he thought, like, you know, the books that we had bought for us when we were children were all, you know, Dickens, you know, mm-hmm. Huckleberry Finn, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, these books, Black Beauty, you know, that right. kind of stuff. Did you get a girl in Poe? No. I got a child's edition of Edgar oh. Allan Poe. It's like, we, like that's not going to cause nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't get that. But, oh. you know, here's Oscar reading some, you know, one of the Lord of the Rings paperbacks, sure. right? And my father's, you know, on him about it. Why are you reading that trash? Because yeah. you're going by, you know, the lurid cover, you know. And like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, why are you reading that trash? You should be reading something serious, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Oscar says, well... You know that uh, Professor Tolkien is a linguistics master at Oxford, right? And my father went, oh, oh, well, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) So, So after that, you would not believe... Where people taught, and what <laughs> experts they were. Oh, and yeah. Everybody that we brought home after that was, you know, a mathematics professor, an engineer at MIT, you know, <laughs> this and that. And we were allowed to read anything oh, as awesome. if we could conceivably convince my father that it was written by someone of scholarly mm. stature. So, yeah, so that was pretty funny. Wow. And of course, C.S. Lewis. Yes, so well, we got we well, got by yeah. with him. Asimov was another easy one. Yeah, well, sure. You absolutely. know, because there are people who legitimately are professors yeah. of something or another. Well, so you could have slid Joe Haldeman in because he taught at MIT for a few years. Hey, he taught English at MIT, but oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, as soon as you said Oxford or Cambridge, because yeah. my, my oh yeah, well, yeah. You, know, you know, because my father was Cambridge. was in England after the war. He was a refugee after the Second World War oh, in really? England. Oh, wow. So of course, uh, you know, anything of the Oxford or Cambridge, you know, stature was like, you know, the perfect thing. You know, like the be all and the end all. He was very, very respectful yeah. of higher education, and you know, which is why both Oscar and I went to university. Mm. And uh, you know, strangely enough, uh, and we were always encouraged to read. 
um, if we were reading, we got let off other things. Like Whoa. my mother would say, <laughs> like, you know, like the dishes aren't, aren't done. And my father would say, they're reading. Wow. Well, you know, wow. And Oscar and I were going, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, are you reading? No. <laughs> I just have the book open in front of me. Aces. And, uh, you know, and of course the irony is that, um, you know, Oscar grew up to be a bookstore owner and mm. I grew up to be a writer. Yeah, so, that, you know, that's, yeah. I don't so know that they, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. clearly effective. Exactly. Clearly effective. Clearly effective. Remember on my grade two report card, my my father pulled it out recently. I don't know why he has this. Like, he has no pictures from that time. No, no, grade two report report card. card. And there's this little scribble note at the bottom from my teacher saying, Marie doesn't read enough. She needs to read more. Because I didn't read much. Because my brother, my father nailed it. Because his handwriting right below her in the the response back to the teacher. He said, maybe if you gave her something interesting to read. Oh! (laughs) Wow. So he figured out the whole English curriculum in the other like, period. Well, yeah, he had it, he had down pat then. <laughs> D- did you guys ever get those little boxes that were in the different colors? Of, oh possibly yes, the SRA. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and depending on your reading level, you, oh, you read yeah. a whole story yep. and then you had the questions underneath yeah, they, they it. Did, did yeah, up, reading yeah. achievement. And depending on your reading yeah, level, yeah. you yeah. depended on yeah. where you started yeah. started. And I think I started on like the second from the top. Yeah, I read that, and yes. then I did the next one. Then I went back and did the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I am so bored. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that, yeah, that for me was maybe like the third grade, second grade, something. Like it was that. grade six, I think. When we, did. I oh, seem to remember, it was grade six when we did it. But that was like 1967. Right. So yeah, when yeah. your parents hadn't been born. Brandon's doing the math again. Hold on, it, it depends. When, um, oh dear lord. <laughs> no, my dad had been born. <laughs> Oh, but there's a chance his mother had. Exactly. Yeah. When I was younger, my mom yeah. might not have been. You I, I feel can... so much better now. Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah sorry. It's like, God. Yeah. My, dad, my dad will be 56 in January, so don't look at me for math, man. <laughs> i got to look at somebody for math. Well, it's like I didn't used to have to say with, with reference to my father that it was the Second World War. I used to be able to just say the war. The war. Right. Yeah. So oh, now man. there have been significant wars yeah. since yeah. then, and now you have to be a yeah. little bit clearer. Yeah, yeah. my dad was Korea, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I, I think it's like well, I guess it depends on who's talking. But I think if you just say the war, people would assume Vietnam. I would yep. think. Yep. Yep. Probably of, of definitely in America. Yeah, well, yeah. America yeah sure. definitely yeah, in America. Not so yeah. Much, but yeah. Yeah. My, Very, yeah. Sorry. My great. <laughs> just you know, you guys are talking about you know the war they went to. Uh, my grandfather, my grandfather, French Canadians, right? And to join the Canadian Army, even if there's a draft, you have to swear allegiance to the king or the queen, mm-hmm. which is not, you know... It's not, not the, the done thing. thing. It's not the thing we do. And uh, so my grandfather was going to the draft. He had to report to the draft yeah. office. So before going, in the heroic Billado way, he okay. chugged down a whole bottle of Tylenol and then drank some Coke, which... Um, yeah, so his heart was going so fast, it was racing like mad when he got the test, so he got excused on medical reasons. Wow. So there you go, draft doctor. That's, that's something to remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you do it in Quebec. <laughs> so your grandfather, so that would have been Second World War? Uh, yeah, it was great-grandfather, maybe great-grandfather. Okay. Oh, got another one. They all did questionable things. Now, we have, to, just, we have to track down when was Coke invented. Because yep. you know, right. obviously, well, could not was, have been. Well, that was no, that was turn no, of the was, century. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, early yeah, enough. So, yeah, that's yeah, early that's enough. True, Which, by yeah. the way, my grandmother was. You know, yeah. <laughs> my great grandparents were adults at that point <laughs> and having children. Yeah. <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically, my father was not in the Second World War because the Germans invaded Poland in 1939. My father was 12. 
Right. Okay. So, so he was. He taken, was fortunately not in the Second World War. Out. He was taken away and put in a labor camp. Ooh, oh, seriously. Because this is what they did to uh, boys over a certain age. Yep. And and also to others of, of a different for different reasons. Absolutely. And somehow he always said, "Oh, I'll tell you about it when you're older. I'll tell you about right. it when you're older." And he never did. Um, somehow he got from that labor camp to Britain. Right. When he was at that point about fourteen or fifteen, so he was technically too young for the army. But what are you going to do with some Polish kid? So he was sort of sent to. There was a Polish regiment or Polish brigade in yeah. the British Army mm -hmm. stationed in Scotland. So that's where he was sent. And he became a motorcycle courier. Like oh. he would just go from officer to officer carrying messages and stuff. So in that sense, he did not see action. And whatever it was he saw in the labor camp, he was always going to tell us when we mm. got older. But he never did. And he never did. No. He oh, never wow. did. Wow. Like when, he, when we felt we were old enough and we asked him, he said, oh, that's too long ago. Oh, I, I don't remember mm. that now. So, you know, I obviously don't know whether he yeah. actually remembered anything or not. And af once the war was over and they asked him if he wanted to go home, because they would have repatriated him, yeah. um, where he had been born in Poland, the borders had shifted, and it was now part of the USSR. Right. Oh my God. So he said, no, well, I, I think don't, I'll I don't want to go back. Yeah. 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 So he was what they then called a displaced person, mm. and what we now call a refugee. Right. Wow. So, and that's where he met my mother. Uh, she had gone to take a job from, from Spain. So that's where they met. And then they came to Canada. Wow. Because in those days, if you were a foreign national, even if you became a British citizen, your kids were never going to be anything but working class. Yeah. That you were not going to be able to send your kids to a university. They didn't have the kind of universities that they have now. Basically, mm -hmm. there was Oxford and Cambridge. Right, yeah, yeah. So, and, and trade schools. Right. So uh, for them to come to Canada was obviously a way of getting us up a couple of classes so that we weren't necessarily going to be working class people forever. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So that was, you know, that's my, my father's experience. My mother lived through the Spanish Civil War. Oh, wow. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So, you know, between the labor camps wow. of the Nazis yeah. and the Civil War, thank you, Franco, <laughs> uh, you know, what, what is it that, that the, the, the early Saturday Night Live, uh, one of the, you know, they, they do that newscast yeah, thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. and one of the people, like, it would have been, like, this is, like, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase of that, of that yeah. era, and they would they open were Canadians, it. They were Canadians, bro. I think they are. <laughs> I'm familiar with both of them. They would, who, whichever one it was, would open the newscast by saying, uh, you know, in, in the latest news, Generalissimo Francisco Franco, Still dead. <laughs> so, oh, so awesome. a great rejoicing in my family mm. because they were all Republicans. Gotcha. You just made me. I, I was doing my timeline during your mm. very striking story. Thank you. Um, but I remembered it was my grandfather because, ironically, because of his brother actually went to the war because he had more like nationalism in him but like Canada nationalism because yeah. uh, and he went uh, he went to the war and he he took an injury there and so he survived but he was a vet from that and 
my family typically doesn't have tombstones. So when my grandparents were buried, they both died very young, unfortunately. I never knew them. And they didn't have tombstones because it's from the uh, Montagne de Inu side of the family. I'm right. told the Aboriginal side. They don't do gravestones. So that was the part of the tradition that came down. So when we visited them when we were kids, it was always like, oh, don't step on your grandparents. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Right. We have no idea where we put yeah. them. They're somewhere here. They're somewhere around here. Yeah, don't They're don't go digging here. in the yard. Yeah. yeah. And but when um when my uncle died, his brother died much later, he got a tombstone from the Canadian Army as a sure. thank you for his service. Yeah. And so my father and I went a couple of years ago, we go to visit my grandparents in La Norais, so it's like an hour and a half past Montreal. And we go to visit my grandparents and they have tombstones. <laughs> We're like Wait a second. <laughs> like, did I just make up a bunch of memories over yeah. the years that they didn't have tombstones? Or were we standing somewhere else? <laughs> it turns out that because um, his brother got a tombstone and my aunt, who was the keeper of the estate, thought, wow, that looks really like poor that he has a tombstone and <laughs> nobody else. Like the whole family is just like. So she grass. Gave, yes, yes. She gave other people tombstones. So now we have tombstones. Yeah, that's the not, Canadian army. <laughs> and that's not necessarily where the bodies are buried. Yes. That's just where they lined that's up the tombstones. Yes. tombstones. I have we still don't know where they are. Yes. Yeah. We, we assume they are polite to ask. Yeah. You know. Just a little poking down. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yeah. Oh, not okay. Oh. Well, when my when my grandmother died, I went with my uncle Bob to to the funeral parlor, and and she had picked out you know the 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 um, economy package and which meant you got the velour coffin with the, the like casket with the you know no frills yeah very yeah, no yeah. frills yeah, and, like practically a president's choice written on the bottom of it. <laughs> and and my aunt Joan was not having that I mean what would people think if she were buried in that so I the the coffin was like I have it was a gorgeous piece of furniture it was oak for God's sake oh wow um, and also part of it could have been because she left her money to the grandchildren and aunt Joan was busy spending it um <laughs> But we're sitting in the in the in the in the funeral director's office, and she says, and she's saying, and 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 of course, then we'll we'll put the we'll put the casket into the concrete vault, and the vault will be sealed. And years from now, if they dig her up, there'll be no change. And I'm like, why would they want to? <laughs> Are you planning on digging her up? <laughs> There's some sort of like sordid family history where you might meet. Yeah, this is something I should know about. Yeah. <laughs> Oh Apparently the God. answer is just because they now dig with backhoes and they need uh, the concrete because they don't want the them collapsing right. and they okay. can't be as precise. Okay, so it's and if practical. she said that, that yeah. would have made perfect yeah, that sense. Made sense <laughs> but no, yeah. we can dig her up and she'll be just, <laughs> and she'll be exactly the same. Planning on digging her. When we when we, we got to the funeral parlor because I got there late because I was living in Toronto and they'd already closed the casket and my aunt Joan was like, "Did you want to see her?" And I'm like, "No, no I'm good." No, you know, right. I trust you. She's in, and if she's yeah. not, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's dead. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That sort of thing freaks me out. Yeah, it's like casket stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. My yeah. mom once when one of her friends passed away and I brought her to the funeral home. She doesn't have a car. And, you know, they have the body in, like, a secondary room, and she's laid in its open casket and all that. And, you know, I tell my mom, do you want to go? She goes, yeah, do you want to come? Like, I didn't know her that well. It's, you know, you go, and I'll wait. You know, I'll chat it up with some random family members. So I do that. She goes away, and then, you know, I can kind of see her. She's doing, you know, the lowered head thing, and, and then she comes she's back. She's praying, in other words. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's <laughs> that what that is? I just thought I should let you know. Thank <laughs> you. I'd wondered. And then she comes back out, and she goes, we can go now. I'm like, okay. So she's emotional. It's okay. We go. We get out. She's very quiet, which is not like my mother. We're, she's quiet. I let her have her moment. And then we're drive, I'm driving away. And she says, you know, dead people, they, they don't feel the same when you try to take their hand. <laughs> and you can't place it back easily. 
one fourth before anybody finished. <laughs> <laughs> she was holding yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> researching uh one of the blood books i guess it was the the blood pact um i was in talking to one of the funeral directors at one of our local funeral homes and and oh my god he was so excited i don't think he gets to talk to women about his work a lot figure <laughs> and we're you know we're, we're down in in the in the prep room and we're leaning on this table that has runnels in it and the bucket at the end it's a small town it's we don't have the high-end stuff you know it's, we're just chatting about, you know, dead bodies. And, and I, for the longest time, I carried around in my purse one of the little cups that they put over your eye sockets because eyes collapse, eyeballs collapse when they dry oh. out. And they put these little plastic cups on your eye sockets that have um, um, uh, points on the other side. So they set them into the eye and then they pull the eyelid out and impale it on the points so it will stay down. And so for the longest time, when I'm digging things out of my purse, this eyeball thing would fall out. <laughs> <laughs> But I said in the beginning of the book, I it was one in the acknowledgments. I, I thanked him, you know, blah 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 at the blah blah nursing home, and because uh, I don't check the blah blahs are because I don't want this to happen again. Oh, yeah. And I got a phone call from a firefighter in like North Carolina who says, um, uh, so one of his hobbies is because you know firefighters spend a whole lot of time. It's like moments of intense activity and then yeah, a whole lot of time nothing, hoping nothing's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> and he's it's one of the things he does is he tries to find where authors live. And he had tracked me down. Dun, from dun, the, dun, dun, <laughs> yeah, that's not creepy at he all. He tracked me down from the dedication in the oh front of this gosh. book. Oh, wow. And then he said, you might oh. want to think about unlisting your phone number. <laughs> Thank you. I will do that. Yeah. Yeah. The internet yeah, and, has and this is not creepy. Yeah. 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 But this is pre-internet, so. Yeah, wow. Pre-internet, Brandon. It was back when we couldn't talk to each other. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to say I remember not having a computer with internet, but I don't. I'm sorry. I know we, I know we didn't always have a computer. I just can't remember. We had, when, when we started, we had, when I went to university, when I went to Lakehead, we had to take, it was, I went for forestry, and so almost mm-hmm. everything was, was, you didn't have a lot of choices in your yeah. first year. And one of the, in fact, you didn't have a lot of choices all, any time. It was a very standardized um, curriculum. But one of the things you had to take was a computer class, and yeah. the computer class was the um, cards, the computer cards. Oh, yes. And the only thing I we ever learned that. how to do was send messages to somebody else's terminal to make their terminal go nuts. <laughs> Good, good. All we ever learned how to do. Awesome. But it was forestry. It was, like, well, it was more important we knew how to operate a chainsaw. You and I were talking about this once, and didn't we figure out that we were among the few people we knew who learned to type on a manual typewriter? Yeah. yeah. Ah. The first thing I ever wrote was on a, well, Man- an electric typewriter. Yeah. But, but on a ty- I, so I yeah. have the typewriter. Yeah. It belonged to my grandparents. I, I, did, I did my dissertation yeah. on an electronic okay, typewriter. Okay, yeah, I was just kind of screwing around as a kid. But I, did my, just, I, 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 I want to make some sort of better connection here. Yeah. I, did, I, I, did, I did my first short story in cuneiform. Look, lots, of people, <laughs> lots of people don't even, have never actually seen one. Right? So, right? I, I actually, yeah. I kept a manual typewriter. I don't know, you can't get ribbons for it anymore, but the little... Portable yep. typewriter. I the took to university. I yep. still have it. Yep. Um, yep. It's. I locked it. You can, you lock the carriage um, yes. so it doesn't move when you yep. move it. And mm-hmm. I and um, friends of ours who are getting married this winter, yep. they sent little quilt squares to oh, okay. everybody puts together to make a wedding quilt. Oh, um, 
Or what's actually going to happen is everybody sends quilt squares back. They stay in a bag until they get divorced 10 years from now, and right. then yeah, they throw them out. But it's yeah. the, the odds of the quilt actually being made are, are, are slim. Very small. Yeah. But so what I thought I'd do is I'd run it through my, my portable type, my old uh, standard manual typewriter, yeah. and I'd type them a little story on the quilt square. Oh, Great. But I couldn't figure oh, out no. how to block the oh, camera. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> And then the keys jam because the carriage yeah. isn't moving. So oh, man. it was a good idea. It just didn't work. But yeah, I started Child of the Grove on on, on a, one of the electrics that had the um, you could pop the cartridge out and okay. pop the whiteout cartridge in. Oh, oh yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, I, I remember like. those. Yeah, wow. I didn't have one, but I. Yeah, I had, I that was, that was, that was like high-end yeah. when I got yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. wasn't as high-end as it's electric because that was always like the be-all. When I, well, when I sold that first book to Sheila, she still had Selectrics in her office. Sure. So, hmm. When I was working as an office temp, uh, which would have been early 90s, uh, they still had Selectric typewriters in the offices, but they used them to do envelopes and fill oh, in right. forms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. they, they, in those days, they didn't have the electronic fill it in on the form on the computer. Yeah. Yeah. You actually had like can you imagine grant applications? Oh, God. And, and <laughs> uh, you, you know, when you um handing in abstracts, if you yeah. if you want to go to a conference, like a, a an academic conference, you send an abstract, you know, here's the paper I want to give, and they say, ooh, this sounds interesting, yes, come and give this paper. Yeah. So the abstract has to fit into a particular size square <laughs> so that they can be absolutely certain it's not longer than it should be has to have you know certain font and so on and you were typing this sucker in by hand into this square because you weren't able to do it on the computer yet well, wow. And that was, like I say, mid-90s, early to mid-90s. Well, yeah, back when I, when I was the president of the, of the Fair Board of the Principal yeah. Agricultural Society, um, we were applying for a Trillium grant. Mm. And it was at yes. that point between elect, uh, um, manual typewriters and computers. Yeah. So right. essentially, you had to handwrite it because nobody had oh, anything to do yeah. it on anymore. <laughs> it was like, nobody had a typewriter Nobody anymore. had a typewriter. There was, was like, one of the older secretaries in, uh, in the, the cancer center in Kingston who actually had her personal typewriter that she had stashed away in the <laughs> office for just such an, uh, a necessity oh, so that she could haul it out and type something in, and then she snuck it back away again. They will haul and my she, typewriter from my cold, dead like fingers. The, the type, she had, like, the ribbons and stuff. Yeah. She had bought, you know, like, well, the, yeah, that's the last the 100 ones ribbons, that Grandin yeah. Toy had, mm. you know, which was the staple Grandin of Toy, yes. <laughs> and, uh, I, just, I know what Grandin Toy is. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we ordered, sorry. The, the school board orders all of its shit from Grandin Toy. Oh, are they still, they still exist? Yeah, yeah, that's all we're allowed wow. to buy our office. Holy cow. Yeah, that's the same with us. We were only allowed to order yeah, stuff. I didn't know Grandin Toy. the cheapest way to do it. I didn't know they still Do they still have stores? No. I don't think so. It's all just... That's why I thought they That's why I thought they didn't. There was, there was one in the retail center. That's been long ago. That's right. There, it's gone now. Is it gone? Oh, yeah, it's gone. Okay. Yeah, but you're right. I remember going in there. To I get think stuff. it's just an order service now. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure. Wow. Yeah, and as you say, not the cheapest. No, no so it's I, but not. the school yeah. board is. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. So, so is the hospital. Yeah. So, but change she, comes slowly to she bureaucracy. Ordered yes. <laughs> the every like you know she ordered like two hundred 
Oh, wow. cartridges like and they brought them from all over Canada I swear <laughs> she got the last ones <laughs> she got the last ones that existed yeah, yeah. for this purpose so that wow. she could do this type of form which again no longer exists well, no, exactly. what was the first computer you ever had <laughs> I remember that it Me wasn't too. that's because it, it was six months ago for you two. <laughs> I don't remember the make I don't remember the make. It was in 1989, but I don't remember the make. TRS-80? That was the first one we had. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah and it was the tape drive. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know that, so it's on yeah. a cassette tape. Yeah, You'll remember cassette tapes. No, right? I, I remember cassette tapes. Yeah. I've never seen a computer Guardians with a cassette of the Galaxy. Tape. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was <laughs> yeah. what programs were recorded. Good one. Oh, shit. Good yeah. One. yeah. Yeah. And so... I love that. I, I quiet you. Yeah. <laughs> you, had to, you had to write down, like, where on the tape counter different programs mm -hmm. started. Mm -hmm. Oh, you couldn't... Like, you'd yes. never find yeah. them again. Yeah. 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 And, like... The 40 minutes going through Yes. And if it was a big program... Because it would go at the speed that a tape played back. Yes. It might take like 15 minutes, 20 oh minutes God. to load the program. Yeah. That sounds awful. Oh my God. <laughs> it was yeah. in com comparatively, no, it was big, actually uh, great. Oh. Five and a quarter inch. Yeah, I, I yeah, this yeah. Was, so that was free. Yeah, that. That. Yeah, that was my yeah, first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, Rob Sawyer called me and said because um, we'd been talking about 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 getting computers because Rob yeah. and I went to university together. Oh, okay, and uh, he 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 pointed out that Bob Silverberg had said in a. Uh, in an interview that it still took him six months to write the book, but now it took him six days to edit it. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Because um, I had been editing on a typewriter. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So his first was a K-Pro. I remember that because okay. he had he had a K-Pro and I got a Commodore 64. Mm. Nice. And um, I got the Commodore 64 because I'm standing in the little computer store in, in, in the Eaton Center. And the Apple keyboards, the Apple IIc keyboards at mm -hmm. that point, they were like typing on chiclets. Ooh. If they had a better keyboard, I would have been an Apple user for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> but the keyboard was horrible, whereas the Commodore 64 had good bounce back. Right, okay. Yes. So, yeah, so I had to come. But it, yes. was, it, was, it was the one just up from the tape drawing. Right, okay. Yeah, the, yeah. It was, it was the, uh, the, five, the big five and a quarter. Yeah, with the separate tape drive. And I was using a little Canadian word processing program called Paperclip. I remember paperclip. Pa yeah. I loved paperclip, except the only problem with it was you could only fit twelve pages in a file. Oh wow! <laughs> so you had to link at the end of every file, every twelve pages. You had to write a link to the next file. <laughs> wow! I used to uh, uh, cassette tapes are used. I don't know if they're still used, but they used to be used in um, dictation machines. Right on. So yeah. either the full-size cassettes or yeah. the miniature ones, depending on what yeah. kind of machine is I being used. I don't know still can. I used to have one that was a cassette, and then I, I don't know what The one I have is voice-activated, and yeah, it's, yeah, it, there's no cassette now. in it. It's yeah. digital. But uh, when I used to, again, when I was working in an office, I was transcribing mm. dictation from doctors and from other things. And I worked for five or six years in the research unit, so I was transcribing people's uh, journal articles and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, this would be like a 90-minute tape, you know, 45 minutes on one side, 45 minutes on the other. They take as long as they take to do the dictation. Yeah. People who are, who are good at it pause and then start when they, mm. when they have their thought, right? People who are not that good at it do, um, um, <laughs> um oh, yeah, um... So, uh, and then they have the, the, the sentence, right? So, um, in any case, what would happen is, you know, I'm transcribing, right? Tickety-tick, 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 tickety-tick. And the, the guy who's the, the doctor, right, comes in and goes, so, are you finished? 
I'm there, like, Bill, this is a 90-minute tape. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've had it for half an hour. Bill, it's a 90-minute tape. If all I did was listen to it, all I did was listen to it, it would take 90 minutes, right? And he looks at me. Oh, yeah. It's like, boom, you see the light go on in his face, right? And I thought, like, oh, my God. Like, wow. the, like P, the, this was my first experience of somebody who was so focused in their own world, yeah. in their, on their subject, in their area of expertise, that they literally never considered anything outside of it. Yeah. And I thought, wow. That was like, uh, it's a 90-minute tape, Bill. And he's looking at me going, yeah. And? Wow. <laughs> Craziness. So which Craziness. was your first computer? I don't know. I don't know. It, I know I was looking at Well, I see from our external temperature readings that it may soon be safe to emerge. We had a wonderful time today talking with our fellow survivors, so thank you to Tanya, Violet, and Marie for joining us down here in our underground safe haven. And thank you as well to all you survivors out there for joining our conversation today. Stay safe, and whatever you do, don't look at the light. And we'll look forward to reaching you again with our next broadcast from the Wasteland. <laughs>